Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Thank you for being here with us. We're ready to kick off a brand new week of bringing clarity to the chaos. Today, James Collins begins a visit with ministry president and author Dr. Kenneth Hill, and Larry Stamm is here with a Messianic Minute. Would you please take some time today and visit our website, swrc.com. SWRC.com is the premier place for Christmas gifts with an eternal impact. Brand new books and DVDs from Greg Patton and Larry Stamm, resources back in print from Dr. Carl Baugh, Rob Lindstead, and Dave Brees, and exclusive content from Jonathan Kahn you can only get from Watchmen on the Wall. We also have our brand new 2022 prophecy calendar and new t-shirts short sleeve and long sleeve, printed with a message that is great for witnessing. Over 900 resources with free shipping on all orders over $100. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com. And if you're new to Watchmen on the Wall, be sure and get your free new listener pack. In the new listener pack, you get a welcome letter with some history and information about the ministry, the latest issue of our monthly newsletter, The Prophetic Observer, and a free gift. Call today and get your free new listener pack, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. We have outstanding conferences planned for 2022, both in-person and online prophecy conferences with the best teachers and topics for you and your family. We recently had a wonderful conference in Las Vegas, great speakers and wonderful fellowship with the attendees. Our next conference is the Central Florida Prophecy Conference. This in-person conference will take place Friday and Saturday, January 28th and 29th in Lakeland, Florida. Speakers include Dr. Larry Spargimino, James Collins, Dr. Kenneth Hill, Greg Patton, Dr. Ken Lindau, and Larry Stamm. Registration is now open. Visit swrc.com and click on Conferences at the top of the homepage. Registration is free, but required. The Central Florida Prophecy Conference, January 28th and 29th in Lakeland, Florida. Register today by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144, or visit swrc.com. Last week, Dr. Kenneth Hill explored James Collins' book, The Nativity. Today, James Collins visits with Dr. Kenneth Hill to discuss his first Advent book, A Classic Christmas. It's that time of year again. December has come, and with it, all the joys of Christmas. But what is the real meaning of Christmas? Is it the gifts under the tree, the lights in the window, the cards in the mail, turkey dinners with family and friends, snow in the yard, stockings hanging in the living room, and shouts of Merry Christmas to those who pass in the streets? Is that what Christmas is really all about? Joining me to talk about the reason for the season is Dr. Kenneth Hill. Dr. Hill operates five radio stations in Northeast Tennessee. He has produced hundreds of audio and video programs, spoken in conferences all over the world, and has written many articles and books, including the book, A Classic Christmas. In addition, Dr. Hill is also the president of Southwest Radio Ministries. 
Dr. Hill's in Tennessee this week, and he is joining me by telephone. Dr. Hill, welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall. Oh, it's my pleasure to be with you, James. Thank you for inviting me to be here. Well, Dr. Hill, I love this little book, A Classic Christmas. Tell us, how did this book come about? How did you come to compile and edit this book? Well, I'd like to say it was my idea, but quite honestly, as you know, James, when you minister and you're married, you minister alongside your wife and she alongside you. And my wife, Janet, was helping me with, at the time that we put the book together, we had a newspaper called The Herald, Mm -hmm. and we were looking for some good articles for the Christmas season. And my wife said, well, now, let me find some good people to write some things for us. And so she did, and she suggested various topics and various things. And over the time, we put those things in the newspaper, and then she said, why don't we compile these in a book, or at least some of them, so that people can enjoy them not just in a newspaper, but in a book format. And so that's exactly what we did. And so I give my wife credit because she came up with the idea, and then along with myself and many other people, it was put together. Well, you're a very smart man for giving your wife credit. I'll be sure to to keep that in mind. The birth of Jesus Christ is, in fact, one of the most important events in all of human history, isn't it? Indeed. It changed human history forever, and it changes humans' history forever as well. Yes, sir. Well, A Classic Christmas, this little book, is unique in that it is a collection, a collection of devotionals, stories, and even recipes. Was it your intention to have something for the entire family in this book? That was the idea. The idea was, let's put together a lot of things, some things that will be good for everybody, Some things maybe somebody doesn't really care for, but by and large, everything has impact and everything has importance that we put in there. We took things from people who were just ordinary, fine, loving, Christian people. We didn't look necessarily for Dr. Larry Spargimino by himself or anyone else in particular, but we chose people because they had something to say, and they had a love for Jesus Christ and a love for Christmas, and so we chose them in that way, and it just so happens that Dr. Larry Spargimino, whom we will talk with in a little bit, was a dear friend in those days as well as he is now, and he wound up on the pages of this book. (laughs) Since you brought him up, let's go ahead and bring him in. The host of The Watchman on the Wall, Dr. Larry Spargimino, did contribute a chapter to the book A Classic Christmas. So I have asked Dr. Spargimino to join us in the studio here for a few minutes. Dr. Spargimino, welcome. Well, it's so nice to be with Pastor James Collins and also my dear friend and mentor, Dr. Kenneth Hill. Kenneth, of course, is the individual who got me into broadcast ministry. Thank you, Ken. I'm glad to be on the air with you. My pleasure distinctly so. I was happy when you agreed 
to write some things for us for the newspaper and then for this book. The chapter that is more prominent than most in this book is written by you, and it's called Who Really Were the Magi? So how about giving us a little insight? Where did the Magi come from? Matthew 2, verses 1 and 2 says, There came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. In the New Testament Greek text, the word wise men is a translation of the word magi. This is a word that is of Persian derivation, so it would appear that these men were from Persia, modern Iran. Supporting this conclusion is that the ancient Greek historian Herodotus uses the word magi to refer to one of the tribes of the Medes and Persians. Now, the Persians had their wise men, who were a religious caste of astrologers who practiced divination. Of course, there's another possibility regarding the identity of these wise men, and that is that they were from Babylon, ancient Iraq. The word magi seems to be a derivative of the Babylonian word mag, built on the same root, M-A-G, or mag. Jeremiah 39, verse 3, speaks of the Babylonian Nergal Sharidza, the rab mag. The rab mag literally means the head mag, or the chief mag. So these magi served in King Nebuchadnezzar's court and probably had contact with the Hebrew prophet Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, because of this, the mag, or the magi, had access to Daniel chapter 9, a wonderful chapter where Daniel gives a chronology for the coming of the Messiah, especially in verses 24 through 26, which are very detailed and precise. So if you base your calculations on a prophetic month of 30 days for each month, you come up with the exact time for the birth of Jesus Christ. So when these Babylonian wise men saw the star at the special moment, they knew something significant was being indicated, and they made the trip to Jerusalem, perhaps a trip of 1,000 miles or so. So, which is the correct view, the Persian view or the Babylonian view? Well, let me answer that in two parts. First of all, ancient Persia and ancient Babylon were in the same general area of the planet. So, we know, for example, that the Magi did not come from Texas or Oklahoma. Now, secondly, these were Gentile regions. We have Gentiles right here coming to worship the Christ child. Furthermore, these Gentiles came from a caste of magicians, astrologers, those who practiced secret arts, fortune tellers, and sorcerers. And of course, we all remember Simon Magus, or Simon the Sorcerer, in Acts chapter 8. He was called Simon Magus because the Greek word for sorcery comes from the word magos. So here in Matthew chapter 2, we have Gentiles pagan magicians and sorcerers coming a thousand miles or so to bow before the Christ child. And I think that these magi are prophetic. They point to the final and ultimate rule of the Christ child. And we read in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, it tells us in a very straightforward manner for us, quote, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, 
there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it. So to sum up, these magi came from the east. They're very, very significant in the whole story of redemption. And I love these simple stories that we find in the Bible, but they're so loaded with meaning, and they give us hope, especially at this holiday season. Oh, indeed they do. I am so excited to know that these special people came a thousand miles plus to see this baby that was born to be our king. Mm. Wow. Well, how many magi were there? Just the three, or were there more than three? Well, Kenneth, people assumed that there were three magi and that they were all kings. That comes from the John Hopkins hymn, We three kings of Orient are bearing gifts. We traverse afar. However, the Bible doesn't tell us that there were three of them or four or five or whatever, and it doesn't tell us that they were kings. Perhaps the tradition that there were three of them came from the fact that they brought three kinds of gifts, gifts for royalty, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Legend says their names were about Shazar, Caspar, and Melchior. But like I say, that is not something that we find in the Word of God. It's just legend or tradition. Well, you see the Magi in every nativity scene. They're coming in, you know, as the kids are all gathering around in the church plays and such. But they really weren't there at the birth of Christ, were they? No, they weren't. Manger scenes, like you said, often depict the Magi coming to the Christ child while he was in the manger. But the Bible tells us that the Magi came to, quote, the house. Matthew 2, verse 11 says, And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. So there's a lot of tradition built up around Christmas. Christmas itself is traditional, and Christmas trees are also traditional. The Bible never tells us that Christmas should be a holiday. I've thought a lot about that, especially being a pastor, and I think we need to remember that there are two kinds of traditions. One kind of tradition is neutral. It doesn't change any core doctrine of the Christian faith. The idea of giving gifts, getting reacquainted with family, friends, and relatives at Christmas is a good thing. Some traditions, however, actually change the meaning and significance of something in the Bible. Now, that is forbidden. We have to stay away from those. We should not engage in such practices. But I think celebrating Christmas, giving gifts, having a special meal, going to church— Those are all good things, and we don't want to speak against those things. And I think, before you let me go, I do want to remind everyone that at the back of A Classic Christmas, I do have a scripture reading plan for the Advent season. It starts on page 183. So this is really a good way of just preparing your heart and maybe reading the Bible, reading these scriptures together with your family and really getting into the spirit of Christmas. Well, thank you, Dr. Spargimino. Dr. Larry Spargimino, the voice of the Watchman on the Wall broadcast and a dear friend of everyone who loves Jesus Christ. 
My guest today is Dr. Kenneth Hill. He is the compiler and editor of a book called A Classic Christmas, and we're proud to offer that book in something we're calling the First Advent Bundle. Right now, for a gift of $25 or more, you can get a copy of my book, The Nativity, and a copy of Dr. Hill's A Classic Christmas, which is a collection of First Advent devotionals, stories, recipes, and ideas for the entire family. You can get a copy right now by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can go online at swrc.com. Now, I really love the story titled No Room in the Inn, and it was written by Martin J. Perry. Now, I wasn't familiar with Brother Perry. Who was Brother Perry? Brother Perry was a missionary in the mountains of northeast Tennessee. And when I say a missionary, he was a missionary in the 1920s all the way up until his death in the 1980s. Dr. Perry was a mentor of mine. He was the director of Bancroft Gospel Ministries, which was the Mountain Mission Group. And they had a Bible camp. They had all sorts of work in the local schools in those days. And I grew up receiving biblical instruction in the public school by the missionaries from the Bancroft group. Imagine that. (laughs) From Dr. Perry. Wasn't that something? Yeah, they could never get away with that today, could you? No, but we had a multitude of people, youngsters, who came to Christ through that effort. It was wonderful. And we had Bible stories. We had teaching of Bible truth. We also had after-school Bible clubs that came from the same organization. And in that, we had scripture memorization. We had Bible drills. And we had all sorts of different contests that we did. And we would gather in from those homeschool groups. We would gather in once every quarter at a local church and have competitions and get to know one another and all that sort of thing with the youngsters. And the ultimate thing that happened was you memorized enough verses, you got to go to Bible camp for free. I got to do that one time. I got a Bible once for Bible verse memorization. I am no good at memorization, but boy, I sure worked hard as a child trying to memorize those verses for Mr. Martin J. Perry, so I could get to Bible camp. And he was the gentleman who kept all of that going for low those many years until his death. He was special. He was special. He was a good teacher, a good Bible teacher. He was not your normal East Tennessee preacher because he was from Pennsylvania, and he had gone to Bible school in Pennsylvania, and he had felt called to the Mission Mountains of Northeast Tennessee. And in those days, most of the churches did not have Sunday school. They had nothing for children in the church. The children would come, and if they cried, they could be taken out. But there were no Sunday school lessons for them. There were no special children's churches. There was nothing going on for kids. And he changed that drastically and wonderfully when he came 
and started working with the Bancroft organization. By the way, that mission was started by two old ladies who decided they needed to be useful in the service of God, and they moved from someplace distant to the mountains of East Tennessee, and then they put out a letter asking for men to come to be the leaders of the work. And that's exactly what happened. So that's who Martin J. Perry was in a nutshell. Well, in the book, A Classic Christmas, Martin J. Perry writes a chapter called No Room in the Inn, and he writes this, quote, Tradition says it was a cave. Stone troughs as mangers around the wall where the donkeys were tied to feed. It had a dirt floor, perhaps some straw on it, but it smelled of the animals and their dung and urine. What are your thoughts on the King of Glory being born in such a lowly place? This was exactly where God wanted to be born. It showed forth the very fact that he was for all of humanity. He was not just for the humans that were in castles and in palaces. He was not just for the folks who had businesses and had some money, but he was for everyone, even those in such lowly estate. And that's exactly why he was laid in a manger, so that the truth of his coming for all could be seen and would be known. And it's very interesting that Martin Perry would write in such a fashion because he was a farmer before he was called to be a minister. Mm. And he had a degree in agriculture from the University of Pennsylvania. And when he would come and preach and teach in the various locations, he would also share with the farmers better ways to do their crops. He was very practical in what he did. And so when he took a look at the very beginnings of the faith of Jesus Christ's followers, he saw this humble scene, and he reflected upon it in such a fashion to even speak of the odor of the animals because he knew it so well. Well, the book is called A Classic Christmas, and you can get a copy right now by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can order online at swrc.com. Dr. Hill, I hope you'll come back with me tomorrow, and we'll talk again about A Classic Christmas. Be my pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. James Collins and Dr. Kenneth Hill will continue their look at A Classic Christmas next time. Larry Stamm, whose brand new television series, Jewish Roots of Christianity, is now available on DVD, is here to share a Messianic Minute. Shalom, friends. Larry Stamm here with a Messianic Minute. Biblical connections through a Jewish lens. God's grace, His unmerited favor, is not just a New Testament concept. It's woven throughout the entirety of Scripture. As followers of Jesus, we thank God for those familiar words from John 1, verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Yet the God of all grace is the same yesterday, today, and forever. For example, Genesis 6-8 reminds us 
that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And then Exodus 33:17, after Moses pleads for God's presence, the Lord responds, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight. Praise the God of all grace. For more connections, visit our website at larrystam.org or see our Larry Stam Ministries Facebook page. We have some first Advent-themed resources for you and your family this Christmas. First, the two books, A Classic Christmas and The Nativity. A Classic Christmas by Dr. Kenneth Hill is a wonderful collection of devotionals, stories, anecdotes, and recipes. Anyone who reads this book will find it delightful and will find it a delightful change to most holiday-themed books. A Classic Christmas is a collection that will become a family favorite for ideas and inspiration for the first Advent celebration. The devotionals, stories, recipes, and ideas contained in this volume offer a new view as well as a traditional look at this special season of the year when hearts are turned to the baby of Bethlehem. Each member of the family will find something that they can enjoy during this wonderful time of celebration. You'll find that in this book, A Classic Christmas. A Classic Christmas will help deepen your appreciation and wonder at the birth of the Christ child. Next up, learn something life-changing this Christmas. In The Nativity, author James Collins presents sort of a living nativity scene with biographical sketches about those who are in Bethlehem for the first advent. After years, sometimes even decades, of hearing the Christmas story so many times, we lose the meaning. The story of the birth of Jesus Christ is told in Luke 2 is the best-known story in the Bible. We've heard the story thousands of times over and over. To many, the story of God becoming a man has become so common that the greatest miracle in history has lost its impact. That's why the Nativity was written, to help you take a fresh look at the Christmas story, to help you see beyond the familiar and find the true spirit of Christmas. Get both A Classic Christmas and The Nativity for a gift of $25 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order these books online, swrc.com. We also are proud to have three DVDs that put Christ in Christmas. Your whole family will be blessed by these three outstanding Christmas DVDs. This special collection includes The Brothers Christmas, the Brothers Christmas is a faith-based film about reconciliation. In a community with split loyalties at the end of our nation's greatest trial, two brothers who fought for opposing sides must come together on the holiest of nights. Only through Christ can they find reconciliation. Next, Born in a Stable. Born in a Stable is a collection of four unique presentations on Christmas and Goodwill to Men. Goodwill to Men tells the story of Kurt, a toy store Santa who witnesses the selfishness and depravity of the heart of man and loses hope in humanity. Goodwill to Men is a story for the whole family that presents the reason for Christmas with a clear gospel message. Christ-centered Christmas entertainment. All three Christmas DVDs are available today for a gift of $50 or more. Call one 800 652-1144 and get both books and all three Christmas DVDs today. Free shipping is available on all orders over $100. Call or order online 1-800-652-1144. 
That's 1-800-652-1144 or online swrc.com. Great Christmas books and movies for you and your family. Get the entire Christmas collection, two books and three DVDs for a gift of $75 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order this great collection online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Tomorrow, part two of A Classic Christmas with Dr. Kenneth Hill and James Collins. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.